0: This call is not put on by Beamer USA, it's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned, the show is about to begin.
1: Good morning, Blog Talk Radio. Yes, it's true. Lisa and I are back, and because Greg Peterson has asked us to join you guys again, And I said, we're going to do this. We're going to bring the man, the doctor himself, Mr. or excuse me, correction, Dr. Chad Byler. Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Lisa, I'm going to have you talk too because I know how much you enjoy doing this with us.
2: I do. I love it. I said the last time I was back for one time only, but never say never.
0: Cool.
1: We thought it was good to have Chad join us today because he is our director of sales for medical. And we just thought, I know it's almost like a trifecta for you, Chad, because you talked on Monday in a group. Then you did terrific Tuesdays. Now you've got Roundtable Wednesday for Blog Talk Radio. So you're definitely reaching out to as many IBBs as possible to help them on out with their business. We've got a few days left for the sale that we got going on. But tell us a little bit here and tell us what, what your direction is in regards to with the medical world and what you're trying to do. You and I have been talking a little bit about it, but I just thought it would be good for everyone to learn um, what you're wanting to do to help us on that in regards to sales. Absolutely,
3: yeah. And I'm, I'm here, you know, first and foremost to help to help all the IBDs in, in any way possible, but really to try to, to focus in a little bit on the, the medical vertical and trying to get us more, um, more exposure, you know, to healthcare practitioners and um and really gain a little more traction in that space and 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 um not that we're not on the map but we want to we want to become a little more visible and and um bring more of those folks um into beamer and um you know because it it just makes sense when you have a a brick and mortar kind of practice and you have hundreds of of people coming through there in a week you know if we could get a, a percentage of those those people on beamers um we're gonna we're gonna make the world a better place and and uh, that's what it's all about. So that, I'm here to support, and, um, and and we're you know working towards working towards that, trying to
1: really grow that that medical vertical. Now, since when I started, we were always told, and Lisa, you might help me out with this, and Greg, that we weren't really supposed to cold call doctors and go to their 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 practice or whatever and say, hey, you know Beamer, let me show you the Beamer. So now that you're coming about, how are we going to be able to, to kind of work with practitioners, and what are your suggestions on how we handle this?
3: Yep. So ideally, if, if you have a, a warm introduction or it's somebody that you use or you know as a, as a practitioner and, and you're a patient or a client um, and, and you feel comfortable, um, you know that's okay. If um, if you're newer to Beamer and you don't really have a a medical sales background or uh, a medical background in, in general. Then, you know, we would prefer if you if you didn't go, you know, knocking on every healthcare practitioner's door until we get a level of training in place um, that you know we can we can make sure that we're representing the, the company well and, um, and and really you know we don't want to do any any practitioners a, a disservice by you know. Uh, um, calling on these these places and and not really having our ducks in a row so we're we're actively working on um a training program some training decks that i'm going to be leading and um we're going to work on that we're going to brainstorm it together and i'm here to help so you know a a good way to be you know if if you had somebody that um in mind that's a a practitioner that you really want to you really want to get in front of and and they're interested in the beamer and you've talked about it a bit. By all means, reach out to me. We can schedule a three-way call, and I'd be more than happy to, uh, to jump on and, and answer any questions and, and give my perspective on uh, how the Beamer could possibly fit in their practice. Because there's a, there's a lot of nuances to consider when, when we look at a, a practice and, and um, you know, how, how they see patients and what do they use on them and what's their focus. So I'd be more than happy to, to team up with, um, with anyone to, to help out.
4: Hey, Ian, this is Greg, and Chad, would you be able to give a quick background of your history and experience so that way all the IBDs that are listening to this will know that you come from a diversity of background and experiences, which will bring a lot of tools to be used to be able to share with prospective clients that are in the medical field? Absolutely Greg. Yeah. So I, I um I graduated uh, in two thousand two. I was licensed
3: in two thousand three, um, opened up my own practice in Minnesota. Um, I built that up over the course of um I think about six years and then I sold that practice to a, a large orthopedic group and um about eighty or ninety docs at the time. And uh, when I did that, um I got to really get exposed to a lot of patients that um that had chronic conditions, chronic needs, and, and they are actually a product of um, the orthopedic world and, and um, some of the mistakes that have been made on those patients. So in doing so, I stayed there for a couple of years, and then I opened another practice in Minnesota, and um, I had an entire, um, basically 50% of my practice was devoted to these, to these patients, and it's the ones with a failed back syndrome. They've had three or four back surgeries. Um, they've had four or five knee replacement revisions they had a hip replacement revision they had shoulder replacements ankle fusions. Uh, you know those kinds of patients and there's a there's a market and a need for them because there's not a lot of solutions so I went out and kind of tried to seek some of the the other modalities out there besides chiropractic um, that I could add into my practice to try to help some of these folks and some of the, it was, was um, some high powered laser therapy. Some was lower powered laser therapy, and, and red light therapy. Um, also PEMF therapy, spinal decompression, shock waves, um, high frequency electrical muscle stimulators. I've had I've had a lot of different modalities and, and basically everything um, in my practice. And um, and i I think in those you know 20 years of you know, 17 years of actively doing that, I, I've had a lot of experiences on the, the pros and cons of each, and I think I can help um, navigate and, and add some um, some insight to some of these practitioners who are either looking to add something for the first time, or maybe they're they're looking to find another angle. Um, you know, that that isn't um, you know, it doesn't have as much of a, a staff uh, driven mentality where if you have like a, a laser, for example, you have to have a staff person sit and hold the laser and move it on the patient. So that's one of the, you know, the pluses of Beamer that it's so hands off and it can be set up in like 30 seconds and we can, we can um, really highlight some of the things that that the Beamer is and the simplicity of it that fits into a practice really well.
4: So. I, I think that's so, what really makes, well, really quick end too. I think that's what Chad, that's what makes you a golden nugget for every IBD out there and for every practitioner that has yet to learn about the Beamer is because you have hands-on experience. You've seen and experienced all these different modalities and what the pluses and what the cons are, how they can or cannot or are usable or a distraction within a practice and especially a practice where you have a solo chiropractor or you have a chiropractor that has, the staff available to continue to apply these modalities while the chiropractor is continuing to see other patients. So I think that is just that that's worth its weight in gold right there that you bring to us, Chad.
1: Go ahead, Ian. No, no, that that's great. So let's let's take this in, in another direction here, Chad. And how as a as a chiropractor as a doctor, what are some highlights that you could say or you could think of as a doctor that you would have beamer or you would want beamer in your practice and maybe have those people that are doctors out there or us IBDS that would be talking to people reasons why they should have it in their practice
3: yeah and i think um, i think getting into that you really have to you have to dig into what type of practice it is you know are they are they more of a wellness vitality based practice um, are they dealing with the, the chronic conditions, are they dealing with sports injuries, um, you know, what are, they, what are they doing, what's their goal? And then you have to kind of look at the, the layout of the practice as well. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of ways. We, we all know that the Beamer gets results, and I think that it's, um, you know, once you, once you allow the, the practitioner to, to maybe look at some of the studies, you know ask around you know read some reviews online look at our website they're going to see that okay this thing obviously works it has merit right so i don't i don't know if we necessarily need to if we need to um you know bang them over the head with does the beamer work or not we know it works but the really the the big question they're always going to have is like how can i fit this into my practice and if it's uh if it's a provider or a doctor a chiropractor uh P C O T and they they don't have other ancillary products or at least not very many. You have to try to show them how it's gonna fit into their flow. You know, do they do they need a need or want maybe a recovery room or a room that if it's in a chiropractic office, maybe this is the room that, the pre adjustment room, right? So they kind of funnel the patients in, they go on a zero gravity table or a chair and they, they get their, their beamer session for eight to twenty minutes, whatever makes sense. And then they're funneled to the next room, you know, so the, the chiropractor can work on them. And that completely makes sense in my mind because then the patient is relaxed, the muscles are a little more loose, they're in more of a parasympathetic state, it gives them a chance to decompress, and they're going to get a better result with their office visit with the doctor if they do those things first. Now, if that didn't work out flow-wise, you know, or somebody has more of a acute injury or, a, you know, if we're going to... Do something a knee or a shoulder or ankle or a leg, then it might make a little more sense to do it afterwards. But just kind of showing them that that would be more of the the ideal flow, versus um, you know you probably wouldn't want to necessarily put it in a treatment room unless you have extra rooms where you know you have time to, to take patients on and off. But in my mind, I think that's that's the way that this works best, and it could be in a recovery room, it could be in a therapy bay. You know, I've seen a lot of therapy bays that sometimes there's curtains in between each patient. Um, there's a lot of ways to make it work, but just kind of going through their office layout and their flow and, and trying to figure out um, what makes sense. Because I've I've played with this for 17 years. You know, I've, I've done I've done multiple office layouts and reboots and and that patient flow is is ideal and it's key. And then secondarily, kind of showing them the the business side of things. How can we monetize this? Do we want to we want to talk about um, having packages for patients. We want to make it an add-on to the packages that they already sell. Um, are they completely insurance-based, and, and the cash uh, cash package deal doesn't doesn't necessarily resonate with them? We could potentially look at you know what would insurance cover for it, um, and then also they need to be reminded of the fact that hey, if you sign up as a distributor, you're going to make a really nice commission on you know these patients that buy this for home use. So. There's just so many pluses to add this. It's just kind of going through the the minutiae of that practice and really trying to figure out, you know, how does it fit easily and and how can it be, um, you know, less work for the doctor and and potentially staff-driven where it can just be a no-brainer and they can say yes and you can hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What what, what is the code for for, um, chiropractors to use in their practice when it comes to, being able to add Beamer as, as a uh, modality in their practice, you know, because we are considered a muscle stimulator. So there's a certain code that that chiropractors use for that. Correct. Correct. And I'm
3: disclaimer: this isn't uh, billing advice. This is this is just us talking. But um, 97032 is the attended muscle stimulation, electrical muscle stimulation code, and the unattended code is 97014. Um, these are codes that are used for all kinds of electrical muscle stimulation modalities. And, you know, there's there's a lot of ways they could incorporate it. If they incorporated movement, they could get into some of the, the therapeutic movement, therapeutic exercise codes as well, 97110, um, 97112 for neuromuscular re-education. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of different ways they could do it. It has to be, you know, it has to be validated in their notes. And um, you know they could they could do that. It's not ideal. I, I think I think um, self-paying cash is the way to go and just keep it affordable. You know, I mean, even somebody paying twenty or thirty dollars a session, you know, that is a new source of income. If you can get, you know, a hundred people a week on that, that's a nice little chunk of change of passive income that isn't isn't going to take up the staff time to, to sit there and run the unit. And I think that's key. You know, could, you could either teach the patient how to set themselves up, or, you know, if the staff person does it, it takes all of 30 seconds. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the a, a, end of the game to show that profitability. Those electrical codes, electrical muscle stimulation codes, you know, they're, in Minnesota they're reimbursed maybe 12 bucks a visit. You know, it's not great. Um, and again, it's, it's one of those things, sure, if you want to incorporate it that way and then really try to work on the home use and in selling the homeliness, that could be one way to go. Um, but I, I think uh, adding little easy cash packages. For instance, in my practice, I, I had um, all, of, all of my therapies were typically $50 as a standalone therapy if you were to buy one. Um, I would discount it and I would sell you uh, six of them, a six pack, for two forty. So you would discount it down to $40 per session. I did hundreds and hundreds of those, um, well over you know a hundred thousand a year in income from those. From those, but now some of them were had to be staff attended and, and staff you know driven, so that brings the profitability down. So I think that's one of the things we need to really look at when we're, when we're talking to practitioners about this.
2: Hey Chad, this is Lisa. Um, before I ask you a question, I just want to let everybody know that's listening. Uh, we have Chad for a very short period of time. He is on his way to the airport, so he's going to have to jump off. If anybody has any questions and wants to get in on the roundtable conversation, make sure you hit one on your phone to get into the queue. Um, and Chad, it, at the end there, you talked about you know having these cash add-ons, and I think um, a lot of people, like I go to, I don't typically go to a traditional medical practice, I Go to alternative and um, natural tasks, and, and I think people that do that are used to paying for that those services anyway. Don't you find that in in practices?
4: Absolutely,
3: and in, in, in the realm and in, in the reality of today's insurance world, everybody has a deductible. I have a 5000 or a $5,500 deductible myself. I mean, so, you know, it's going to you're going to pay cash for it one way or the other, whether they run it through insurance, typically as a as a copay or, or you know, a deductible. Um, either way, it's just going to happen. But you know, t- patients can use HSA money to, to use this as well with packages. It's fully eligible for HSA and FSA spending um, because we're a Class 2 medical device. So um, that's another another option for people. And you know, they could potentially they could potentially use their HSA money to buy it for home use. Um, they'd have to check with the, the HSA uh, company that runs it, but if they had a prescription from their doctor that they need this for home use, um, they could use pre-tax money to purchase it as well, which is another advantage.
2: Awesome. Hey, Jeff. Um, I want to? I, I, wait. Hold on one sec, Greg. I just do want to point out for everyone that's listening, um, talking about. Um, oh my God. Um, <laughs> Ian, help me out. The um, medical reimbursement um, cards that people have, it, it, typically you have a credit card for that. Those credit cards do not go through um, the Beamer web shop. So they would have to put it on a regular credit card, not an HSA card, and get reimbursed, just as an FYI for everybody. Yeah. And we do that
4: we, yep, Greg, go ahead. Yeah, no, really quick. Chad, I also heard that chiropractors, I know that they have NCMEC where they can use that to purchase medical equipment for their offices themselves, but also that chiropractors have a secondary financing company where if clients need to purchase something through the chiropractor, the chiropractors have a secondary financing group is that correct yeah and there's yeah it is and there's there's a lot of them out there
3: I personally use care credit I use care credit for well, 15 years I offered that in my practice um, that's a very common one that you'll see in veterinary practices dental offices um, and chiropractic offices and some medical offices as well for cosmetic procedures um, they're pretty good the, the they go down to I believe um, I want to say in the low 600s for a credit score um, so it's not too bad. And then based on how the doctor gets reimbursed or wants to see reimbursement as the percentage that they would pay, you know, it, it's similar to a bread financing. Some of these patients, you know, like they, they have care credit accounts already, maybe because their dog had surgery or something, um, that they could use at at their provider's offices if that provider is signed up. So it's just another thing to to remind the docs that, um, you know, ways to, ways yeah. to make it affordable.
4: Yeah, I think having something like that and adding tools to our toolbox as a distributor, having the knowledge of what the options are for a client that is going to a chiropractor on possibly how to purchase, and then also when we're presenting that package to the practitioner to remind them of these options will open up more doors, not only for the practitioner to have it in his office, but to give him the opportunities of being a distributor and being able to make sales on his own as well. Wouldn't you think that'd be a good thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to, to Lisa's point, I don't know about
3: the, the HSA cards. I know it's, it's difficult when they try to use it with directly from Beamer, but potentially they could, they could use the HSA to buy it from the chiropractor who is the distributor. You know, it, it would probably go through if. If they're, if they're using it in their office that way to, um, to buy a unit. So, yeah, there's, getting creative with the financing part of it and the purchasing part of it is just another way to lower that resistance and take down the roadblocks and handle those objections. That if you can handle them up front and kind of, you know, line item them and pull them before they get to it, you know, it just makes it that right. much more credible. Right.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, Hey, we do have a couple of callers, so I want to get these guys on. Um, Area code 828-553. 828-553. You're live on Blog Talk.
1: Hi, this
4: is Mike uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, I was wondering if this electronic simulation codes and what you're talking about uh, for chiropractors is also applicable to people in the massage business?
3: Typically not. Other Typically words- it's not. Nope. Um, and, and the reason being is to use those clothes, you, you need to be, um, you know, licensed to use them that way independently. And, and um, in most states, and I think all states, massage therapists are not. So... Um, as a, as a well, not a much the code,
4: but the idea of of have that be part of their practice if they've got the room. Oh, would fit in their practice. Sure. Oh,
3: 100 percent. Yeah, it works great in a massage therapy practice. Yeah, I just they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily they wouldn't be able to build the insurance codes.
4: No. Okay. Okay. But uh, as far as the idea, if the if the place is big enough and there's an extra room, why well, you could you could.
3: No, you just so, you put the B body right four, underneath. You put it on their in massage table. Hmm? I would say just go put ahead, the B body sorry. on the massage table. Yeah, There's a lot
5: of them. Sure. Okay, well that's a that's a that's a good help, and I never thought of that before.
4: Thank you very much.
2: All right. Thank thanks for calling. Yeah. My- thanks for calling me, Mike. All Mike,
1: right. We have quick, another.
2: Uh, <laughs> go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Lisa. I- I'm used to this. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to get to the next question. Uh, 805-406, 805 You are live on Blog Talk. Good morning, y'all.
6: We got the cream of the crop on this call, Lisa and Greg and Dr. Chad. Um, this is Grandma Got Run Over by a Pickup otherwise known as Jan Hop, and I'm in uh, Central Coast California, beautiful Paso Robles and uh, you guys are a comedy act, I swear. Dr. Chad, I reached out to you probably three weeks, four weeks ago and you immediately got back to me and offered a three-way or a Zoom call and I appreciate you a lot. Um, You're doing a great job. Um, You're all hitting a home run today good information, but my question is, is and I, I don't know if you've had the experience about someone being in the hospital uh, uh, that wants the Beamer, can I bring the Beamer into the hospital? Do, what do I have? Whose permission do I get? The doctor, the hospital, the patient? Mm-hmm. Um, how, do, how does that work? Do you, can you help me on that? that?
3: yeah that would be a no i would say absolutely not i mean if unless you're a family member and they're able to you know sign off or or you know you're in charge of this person's medical care um i I would not recommend trying that i wish i could say yeah go for it great but no that that would that would be um,
1: okay
3: it would be it would be out of context of what you know the hospital is there trying to do i mean you know, they're doing procedures. they're they're trying to keep you alive, right? And then once they discharge you is right. when we need to get the health back. So um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I wish I wish it was different, but um, that one probably would work.
6: Okay, uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate your input uh, because uh, the mother of this uh, woman um, came to me yesterday and needed some help and was wondering if the beamer would help but she's in the hospital uh, and she's only getting IV liquids that she can't eat so anyway okay that's good
3: you know if if it's somebody who's in a somebody who's in a long-term care facility you know and they're being treated ongoing and they they um, they're going to be there for you know 100 days or longer you know that, that that could be different, you know, but you'd have to work with a family member, and you'd have to you'd have to get the doctor or the provider to sign off on it, which is not impossible, you know. That's fine, but when you're more in an acute situation in a hospital setting, um, I, I would not recommend it that way.
1: That
6: okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you
2: all being there for us. Make
6: it Thanks. a great Make time. it a great Thanks.
2: Wednesday. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate you listening all the time and contributing. And uh, We do have another caller, 847-271, 847-271. You're live on Blog Talk. Hello, you can hear me? Yes, we can.
5: Hi, this is Paula Graham, and wonderful discussion, so valuable. Hi, Dr. Byler. <laughs> uh, Hi. Great to have met you personally here in Minnesota. We just love it and uh, what you're doing for the whole uh, bigger picture is really wonderful. I just wanted to add, and I'm sure you will have a much more complete listing, but uh, one of the nurses who's been involved with FEMA and, and also a leader and manager for a very long time has another resource, ncmic.com for financing for uh, naturopaths, chiropractors, but I understand they're expanding that to be um, more people than that, Other perhaps other licenses. As well. Just thought I'd share that. Yep. You want that repeated uh, or not? They're
3: the malpractice provider. They're the malpractice provider for insurance, and I had them. mom okay. um, I had them for 17 years, yep. and they they also okay, offer great, equipment great. financing. They they do a lot of cool things. Great company. Love that company.
5: Very good. Very good. Okay, I've got to run, and have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks, thanks for calling in, Paula. We have one more hand up. I'll take this quick. And then, Ian, I'm going to turn it back over to you because I know you're chomping at the bit. 720 Seven two zero four one three. 720 You are live on Blog Talk.
7: Hello everyone. This is Virginia Pipatown, IBDs from Denver, Colorado. Hello, Dr. Byler. We did a Zoom call with my chiropractor a couple weeks ago. Um, I you for that, and if anyone hasn't done one, it was just amazing to watch doc-to-doc conversations. Uh, I am an RN, so I'm going to ask you on um, what about taking the Beamer into uh, a rehab facility. So if someone has maybe a knee replacement, hip, whatever, and they've gone from the hospital to rehab where they're going to typically just stay two weeks maybe, you know, after that, something Mm -hmm. else probably going on, they need to go home by then, as opposed to long-term care. Uh, Do you think that might be something that uh, we would be able to coordinate effectively with the the facility? I just wondering Beamer stand on that. Is it similar to the hospital or similar to long term care?
3: Well, what you need to understand is that you're you're not directing their care. You know, when they're in that facility, it's the uh, typically it's a nurse practitioner that travels. You know, to um, to those SNFs, those skilled nursing facilities and long term care facilities. And and I used to call on them. I, I did a lot of durable uh, medical equipment, and and we would fit patients for wheelchairs and walkers and patient lifts and things and hospital beds and um it's definitely within the realm of possibilities they're they're uh i would say much more lenient and open to ideas of helping folks than uh walking into a hospital and trying to get it approved there i think that would that's probably not even worth your time honestly um but if you have somebody who's in that situation again you have to get it signed off on by by the the treating provider you know they need to okay they need to know what it is and they need to okay it under all circumstances um but that being said, I think your your chances of success are a lot higher in that situation than it would be in a hospital.
7: Gotcha. I agree completely. Okay, thank you so much and appreciate all you do. Are you coming to the Denver Academy next week?
3: I am not, unfortunately, but Julie is. Julie will be there.
7: Excellent, excellent. Okay, I will see her again there. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Great session.
1: Thank you. Dr. Thanks, Chad, thanks real Virginia
2: quickly, for calling you
1: have... in. Oh, Ian, go ahead. Uh, I thought you were signing off, Lisa. I was so happy about that, but you're back. Odd. Hey, Dr. Chad, before you have to run, I think it's valuable for everyone to hear how you describe what Beamer is doing in one's body, because we're so used to saying, you know, we used to say in the day before we were cleared, what it was a it, it helps out with vascular therapy, but when you talked the other day. You we're talking about the ions. I, I think this would be valuable for the whole field to learn. So go right ahead. How would you describe what Beamer is doing to the body?
3: Well, I think you when you just back when you when you say that, I, I almost want to curtail it to who the audience is, right? So you know, based on who I'm speaking with. But I mean, um, I think what you're referring to is some of the you know the electron flow that's being carried in the Beamer signal and and really how I've seen this affect the tissue is through the the sodium potassium pump and that exchange of, of sodium um, going in through a channel and potassium coming out of the cell. This happens at a cellular level um, in axons and neurons in the body, as well as the smooth muscle of all the microcirculation that, you know, we know that the beamer um, enhances. And, and um, when we're talking with, you know, muscle, muscle stimulation, enhanced recovery, um, you can keep it simple, but if we're if we're talking practitioner and you're a practitioner, then we, we maybe have to go a little deeper, you know, into the, some of the science with um, how it works and, and how it affects the tissue. So, complicated answer, you know, it kind of depends on on who you're speaking with, I guess, um, is what I would say. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting, amazing modality that um, I think we're we're just scratching the surface on what this really does and, and what it's going to. How it's going to fit into healthcare moving forward, um, because you know I think all of these, a lot of these facilities are they're being, well, they're all getting Medicare cuts. They're all having to work more efficiently to help folks, and they they really want to see what's going to work best for patients at home, and and patients need and people in general need to take charge of their own health and find a way to uh, to enhance their health at home in order to keep them out of the health. You know the medical system. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of did a roundabout way, but I think it really depends on the audience. Kind of thing.
1: No, you did right there. Lisa, do you want to add anything to this conversation?
2: No, nope, I'm just trying to be conscious of Chad's time. Yeah, uh, I do have anything. to
1: run. I've got to, I've got to jump off here and
3: catch a flight, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. It's awesome. And um, everyone. Feel free to reach out if you have questions or or uh, need help with something. If you're uh, you know need some ideas, need to brainstorm, please uh, email me Chad at humorgroup.com com, and um, we'll uh, will get things going.
1: Well, we look forward to seeing you at the convention, and thank you for joining us. We're just going to give you one of these quick little. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I thank know you. Lisa wanted one to be. She want not be in charge of the board, but I can't help myself. All right. Thank you so much. And now, Greg, we're going to give you this one.
4: <laughs> Only you, Ian. For those who don't know, know that that's not being sent through a buzzsaw. That's supposed to be the sound of a bicycle being peddled So let's make sure we clarify what's going on here. But I wanna first, I wanna thank Chad for all the information that he brought to the table today. And it really opened up a lot more doors, which I'll reach out to Chad to develop a list of financial options for chiropractors and then hints for the client. And then also I liked what Chad brought up about the different types of practices that a chiropractor has, what different areas they may specialize in. I was not aware of that. So I think that's really good also knowing the different types of practices and then knowing how the Beamer can be an essential addition to any one of those types of practices. So kudos to Chad for that. This was an awesome, awesome thing. So I um, wanna thank also Ian and Lisa for stepping in at the last minute, because I am on a major road trip right now as I'm driving across Nebraska. On Sunday night, I received a a phone call from our solo rider, uh, Jonathan Moore, who did the uh, race across America, the bicycle race that started in Oceanside, California, and ended in Annapolis, Maryland. Now, Jonathan, I knew from a couple years ago, when he helped us as a sponsor for our eight-man bicycle team. And he had also, the year before, had gotten a Beamer, did not uh, know really how to use it. Paula up in San Francisco reached out to me for help on how does he use it to get ready for his bicycle race. And so we uh, established a great friendship. And during that race, He actually had crashed on his bike two different times, and the Beamer helped out dramatically. However, the second time was so dramatic that the doctor, after he FaceTimed with the doctor and showed him the injuries, the doctor said, you have to stop. And that was after 1,700 miles, so he was just past Wichita, Kansas at that time. So now, this year, Jonathan has done the race again, and lo and behold... He finished the race. He placed eighth out of about 25 or 30 solo riders. And the stories that are going to come out from this are going to be astronomical. And so he had a crew that was driving two separate uh, Dodge bands that are Winnebago's. They're the conversion bands that have the camper set up, the whole bit. Those were the two bands that were used to support Jonathan as he went across the United States. Now, if you go on YouTube, I'll have to look up, and I can bring it on next Wednesday on our show, but also if you go to Team Beamer on the Facebook page, Team Beamer, and then uh, get on there, I have put down, there's 12 episodes, day one through day 12, of Jonathan, of what some of the experiences were, throughout the race across America. And they did not uh, – sh- it shows him on the Beamer a couple times in a couple of the episodes, but also Chris DeMarkey, who was our head rider for the team, was one of the support crew members, and he is pretty much the star besides Jonathan on the videos showing all the idiosyncrasies and everything that it takes to get these riders from point A to point B – And what they had to deal with. And so I am, Jonathan reached out to me Sunday night, and he goes, Greg, I need somebody to drive this van back to San Francisco so I can turn it back in because it's a rental. And so right away I said, most definitely, I'll do whatever you need. So on Monday of this week, he flew me to Baltimore, Maryland. And so I arrived at a quarter after 12 midnight and then I Ubered over to his hotel, hopped in the van, and I've been driving now back to San Francisco uh, on the one van, and he's about two and a half hours behind me. So we're driving both of the vans back to San Francisco now. So I want a, a huge thank you to Ian and Lisa for, at the last minute, stepping in and making this a great, great show. So my heart goes out to you guys. You guys are amazing.
2: Greg, thank you very uh, much. We appreciate it. We would do anything in the world for you. Uh, we do have a hand up, so I do want to get to this call. Uh, area 530 five 537
5: Uh, Hi. Hello? Can you hear me?
1: Yep. Yep, you're on. Hi.
5: Thank you. Just a quick question. Um, In terms of differentiating Beamer from other PEMF devices, what can we say about being class 2 clear? Are we the only one or are there others?
4: Yeah, we are the only Low-frequency, low-energy, Class two cleared medical device in the world, number one.
1: Oh, okay. number,
4: number two, the separation is our patented signal. PEMF is the transport. The magnetic field is the transport system to get the patented signal into the body. It's the least expensive way. They could have done it through laser. They could have done it through other means, but that takes a lot more expense, calibrations all the time, the whole bit. So Beamer chose this path as a great modality because it also has the other benefits on top of it. Does that help?
5: Uh, That helps. But another question, then, if you're bringing it up, the patent, is has the patent not expired, the original Beamer patent that we were so excited about didn't expire in 2020.
4: The, the patented signal, I believe has expired. However, the way they wrote it up, there's no way it can be broken. It still doesn't show what the secret sauce is in the, so that's another important thing to know.
1: Right. What, what I think Thank Greg you. is trying to say there is that these patents are built on top of each other. So the one that did expire was one that only lasted. That signal that they had for that particular patent only lasted in the body for only an hour. But our patent now with the plus signal been added that every 20 seconds it spikes to intensity 10, then back to the intensity that you're in, it increases that circulation and it lasts between 8 to 16 hours. So that is where we have our secret sauce that is not just an hour-long type of response after you use the Beamer, but it's something that's going to sustain in your body between 8 to 16 hours. So, and then, you know, there's another patent when we had the horse set. There was, so there's many things that are built on top of each other that's going to last for decades with these patents. Yeah. Technically, we have,
4: 99, we have 99 different patents actually with the Beamer, too, mm-hmm. which a lot of people aren't aware of.
5: Wow. One other question in relation to the Evo in the U.S. market. Um, <clears throat> on the call with Dr. Berka when he introduced it two weeks ago, um, there really wasn't much addressed about the uh, sleep program, the special program, um, but I gather that we will not have the patented sleep program in the evil in the U.S. Is that correct?
4: That's correct. We, we will have a modified, it's still the signal that is used in the special program around the world, but Dr. Burka has modified it because the FDA did not recognize having a quote-unquote muscle stimulation being on a human while they are sleeping. And that was, the roadblock so they developed and using the special signal dr burka has developed like a up to a 20-minute session that can be used and actually he was mentioning the studies that are being done are showing that it might have the same um, response and effectiveness as the current system does. so it's it's actually a, it's a win-win all the way around for us
5: But that won't be considered a patented signal.
4: No, it's still a patented signal. That signal that is being used is a modified intensity 2 with only the approximate 10 hertz energy level, not the approximate 30 hertz energy, which is in our standard signal, which is a combination of the approximate 10, the approximate 30, and the time variation between those two energy levels. So the patented... The patented special program only has the approximate 10 hertz level, because that works on the energy levels of the brain for the relaxation
2: mode of our overall
4: body.
5: Okay. Okay, thank you so much.
2: Thanks for calling in. We appreciate you listening and joining. Greg, we have come to the end of another Blog Talk Radio. Safe travels, arriving back home. Uh, Ian, any last words?
1: Just it's been fun. Who knew that we would be jumping back <laughs> into this, Lisa? We thought we were done.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> we are. We are. The show, the show is over. Everybody <laughs> go out. Skinner Beamer. There's only a couple days left in, with the sale. And make it a great Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.